The uh, first reading is from 2 Timothy, chapter 3, starting at verse 14. But as for you, continue what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke and encourage, with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke, chapter 18, 1 to 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'll see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? They cry out to him day and night. He will, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice, and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. It's great to be with you this morning. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me, and uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Um, in our 2 Timothy passage today, this is the passage that I'm going to focus on today, the, the, uh, the passage from 2 Timothy, which um, you can flick open if, if you want. Um, it could be quite useful. It's, it's 2 Timothy 3, chapter 3, uh, 14 to chapter 4, verse 5. Um, and during, during this next little while, I, I will read out a few um, a few little excerpts from it, which would be useful, but if you want it open in front of you, that could be helpful. So in our 2 Timothy passage today, Paul tells Timothy that all scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And then he even repeats this emphasis on scriptural teaching soon after by charging Timothy to preach the word 
Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. This is a great endorsement by the Apostle and a reminder for us that the Word of God is powerful. However, this passage also does appear to contain a warning. So in the next 10 minutes, I'd like to probe Paul with a single question. Why does he encourage Timothy in his use of Scripture? So instead of switching off at the end of chapter 4, verse 2, um, which is something I personally and sometimes am inclined to do, um, let's, let's read on a bit further. We, we notice the word for at the start of chapter 4, verse 3, which is a helpful word for pointing to answers in the Bible. We read, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So, does this help us to answer the question why Paul encourages Timothy in his use of Scripture? Let's piece together the bullet points of, of what he is saying here. He says, people will give up on sound doctrine because they wish to suit their own desires. And to do this, they'll gather around them people who can justify their false doctrine and they will turn away um, from Christ to, to myths, turn away from truth to myths. Now, as we examine this passage, we see the people in the passage that he's referring to are those who initially put up with sound doctrine, um, and now they're turning away. So, so Paul's encouraging Timothy to preach the word um, to Christians like you and me to, to stop us from going astray. Paul tells us that, that we all have ears that itch. Sin is in our very nature, and by our very nature, we desire to do what is contrary to sound doctrine. Our ears itch to hear teaching that can justify our sinful desires, and we gather teachers around us who offer to soothe that itch. They are the ones who encourage us to satisfy our sinful nature, and their teaching turns us away from truth and towards myths. Now, this, this can seem quite innocent, um, this um, self-justification project that we embark on. Um, and I, I'd like to explain how. So, so by nature, I'm, I'm a meritocrat. Um, I find it easy to justify myself on the credits that I've, that I've built up. I, I don't know if you can relate to this. Um, but when I've, when I've done all the washing up at home and I've... <laughs> cooked supper and I've maybe bathed our little sort of our, our seven week old um, son Charlie um, and I've packed away you know I've done everything around the house I, I sort of feel justified to um, to have a have a nice bath and you know put my feet up and let my let my wife do the do the late night feed and I, I think I you know I deserve I deserve an early night um, you know I've been a good husband haven't I um and, and we justify ourselves and we, we place ourselves and others on a, on a ladder of 
what university we've went to, we've been to, how, how accessible we've, we've been as a, as a doctor, as a parent, as an academic, a sportsman, how, you know, how well we've done in the city, um, or even how nice we've been to our neighbours. Uh, but, but the gospel, the sound doctrine that Paul's t- talking about here, um, is, is very different. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's highly un-PC. We don't get what we deserve. We don't get to build up credits with God. Um, in fact, Paul says elsewhere that he counts all his credits um, as rubbish compared to knowing Christ. The gospel humbles us where we're proud. It lifts us up where we feel unworthy. And it's because it's so countercultural. That's why we need to keep hearing this news, this great news. So the, the next question we pose to Paul is, is so what? We've already said that we all have itchy ears by nature. And surely as a Christian who comes along to church regularly, I'm doing what I should be doing to keep me in line with the gospel. Paul's answer in verse 4 is that they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Paul warns that our salvation is at stake. When we listen to our itching ears and gather the teachers around us who offer to soothe our ears and follow their worldly wisdom, we end up turning away from truth, the gospel, Jesus Christ, the one in whom our salvation rests. So, Realizing that this is an extremely serious issue, we frantically search for a, for a quick-fix cure for these itching ears of ours, only to find that none exists. Staying with Paul's teaching, we are told in Romans seven eighteen to 19 there is nothing good in my sinful nature. I want to do what is good, but I can't. I don't do the good things I want to do. I keep on doing the evil things I don't want to do. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking. You see, there's no quick fix on this earth for my itching ears and the underlying sinful nature. But in Christ, our old sinful nature isn't our only nature. In Christ, we are a new creation. And therefore, there is much in us that does desire to please him. But there will be a constant war until the day I die between sound doctrine and my itching ears. So there's a warning here for us who are in Christ that even though the penalty of sin has been taken upon Christ and the power of sin has been broken, there will be times when we are tempted to resist the work of God. This warning then brings us back to our starting point. The scriptures, the word of God, even though there isn't a quick fix cure, there is a cure, the gospel. We are the ones to whom Paul encourages Timothy to preach the word. We who sit under the scriptures are the recipients of corrections, rebukes, and encouragements. Let us take them seriously. We are the ones who sit under the scriptures. Let us give increasingly of ourselves to Jesus, who is able to present us blameless on the day of his coming.
Now, my very final question is a, is a personal one. Where, where are you tempted to listen to false doctrine? Where, where do your ears itch? And this, this question might be one that you'd like to ask the Lord in prayer. Ask him to reveal to you the areas of your life where you have itching ears that would rather listen to, to false doctrine than listen to the gospel and face the challenge of surrendering that particular area of your life to Christ. You might also want to ask God to help you to accept the rebukes um, and corrections that we hear in sermons and personal Bible reading. And when we are challenged by the Lord, let's ask for his forgiveness where we've been going astray and ask that by his Holy Spirit he would grow us to be more like him. Amen.